Hey. Oh, hello. Welcome to Brooklyn Pop. <laughs> Brooklyn Pop. I'm Emily. I'm Rode. Today we're going to talk about the Oscars. Yay, for our inaugural episode. Our very first episode. So it is um, a week after the Oscars. Yes. So that's a perfect time to discuss it, I feel. It's given us some time to just yeah contemplate it, to digest it, really. To go to our full-time jobs. Right. And then finally get around to this. It's like exactly the amount of time it <laughs> takes time to do that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And adjust the daylight savings. Oh, man. That We've was been, harsh. Yeah. Adjusting to daylight savings. Had a lot on our plates lately. Yeah. <laughs> Going to work and losing an hour. <laughs> I um, mean, it was nice, though. It stayed light so late today. That's true. I didn't even think about the upside. I was yeah. really focused on the negative. It made me feel weird. Really? Yeah. Like, having it be light something was yeah like something was off all day i almost felt jet lagged yeah i definitely um, felt jet lagged should we just go through the nominations the best pick nominations um before we um wait there'll be a lot what of spoilers was your favorite what was my favorite movie best pick nomination uh definitely 12 years a slave yeah it was really second good. favorite like i'm not gonna buy yeah. it i was gonna call that Second favorite. Oh, oh my! Se- yeah, okay. So that was obvious. Because I feel like yes. Totally. Yeah, like obviously, totally it was really, like... really good. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, my second favorite. See, so I think this is where it gets hard. That it does get hard because you're like, what is was the best movie? It's the most entertaining movie. A movie yeah. I would maybe see again if it were on cable and I was home by myself. So the ten are Captain Phillips, mm-hmm. Gravity. 12 Years, Nebraska, American Hustle, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. Philomena, Her, and Dallas Buyers Club. It does seem like an insane number. That's a lot. That's a lot to choose from. We did a great job um, seeing almost all of them. Yeah. I saw all but two. I saw all of them. And you saw all of them. Did a great job. You did it. You did, you did a really great job, actually. Like, you think the internet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> People, other people and who provided them. C twenty five. At Forty Second Street. I think my second one might be shit. It might be Captain Phillips. I think it was really close between Captain Phillips and Gravity. For me, I think I would be in a similar place. I think I would go Gravity because I felt like Gravity was such a great movie. Movie. Yeah. Like such a great experience, and I don't think that I. Watching it again, maybe in my home, I would have such an emotional reaction to it. Yeah. But I definitely had that big time movie reaction to it, which was awesome. And I was in, I was at 42nd Street, the yeah. AMC at 42nd Street, which is huge. And the sound, I don't know how they do this. There must be like woofers, I don't know, I don't even the know. size of my apartment. In that theater, I felt con- I felt very much consumed yeah, during that movie. I was watching it, and I I saw two movies that day, and I could hear Gravity playing when I was watching the movie next door. I could hear the sound <laughs> going dedicated boom. Theater is dedicated to Gravity. <laughs> um, it was it was definitely a a movie worth going to the movies for. Oh, for sure. That was one where I was like, I have to actually be in a movie theater, even if it's going to cost me thirteen fifty USD. Like, I'm go <laughs> just, <noon>. yes, <laughs> I do not have 
have that option. But if I had, I would have definitely been there before noon. That was a really good one. It mm-hmm. was a very good, as you said, movie, movie. Um, it was, you know, the script was uh, corny, but it totally didn't even matter. Corny, but simple. Yeah, it I was simple. I didn't mind that it was corny because it was so simple. Yeah. And in a way, that's believable. Like, the, that emotional resonance. Like, you know, a lot of people can relate to that. I felt like it was just like, I think you're right in in calling it simple because they didn't try to like do too much. Like she was talking to herself, but she wasn't talking to herself like the whole way through the way a lot of people by themselves in one space will do, which is so annoying. Mm -hmm. Like no one like motor mouths to themselves. Like, she, you know, she talks to herself a little bit. And it doesn't even matter what the hell she's saying because it's crazy that she's by herself in space. Like, you're just scared for her. I was so scared. That's my worst fear. I was, it was. I never saw some Disney movie oh at God. one point. I, maybe you'll remember what this was, but it was some, like, crazy, like, what were those, like, they came on at seven and it was like the thing would go across the sky. It was like Disney special or something. Uh, and it was like this movie where all these teenagers were sent out in space and it was like they were there for like 24 years because they were trying to get to the next galaxy. It was a crazy show. But I remember somebody who like got locked out in space. Like something something went wrong no. and like the kid got like sucked out of space. No, no, no. I remember this being my worst fear. That is horrifying. When thinking about space, it's like being... Cause it is pretty vast when you think about it is the universe. <laughs> pretty vast. It's kind of I feel like no one's going to debate you on that one. <laughs> like, you can go ahead and go out on that limb. No one's going to call you back. You know, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's, you, like, it was so scary. Guy, and you think, whoa, that would be nuts to be out in space by yourself alone, knowing that you're going to freeze up in this capsule. Yeah. Like, it'll take a while to die, and no one can save you. No one can hear you. No one can hear you. Like, you're pressing that little radio, and that is it. And what's crazy is that, I mean, I have about a thousand anxieties, a million fears about the way I'm going to... never even thought about the space option. Now the space option is right up in there in the top ten. It's just... Top ten. It is definitely shot up. From not even placing, mm. not even being on my radar to like top 10 ways to die. Yeah. Along with like, you know, deep sea drowning. I've never, you know, right. done any diving, but should the I? Titanic death. Titanic, Titanic death. <laughs> no big ships. Um, now that that plane went off the radar, that Malaysian airline plane, just like. I didn't hear about this. Oh my God. They, it just like got lost. Like, we don't know where it is. No, like Bermuda Triangle. Like, stuff. the thing is, we have satellites covering the entire Earth, and yet we, it just, yeah. it's gone. You can find your iPhone. We can't find But a plane got lost plane? over the weekend. Oh. My like a big ass plane. Um, a commercial. Triangle. Like, I don't know. It's, it's terrifying. So that one's also shot up this weekend. I mean, I'm very sensitive to movies and current events <laughs> so <laughs> so we're just gonna do that like a little update every time we do this podcast yeah, major fears whatever is uh freaking <laughs> me out this week <laughs> top 10 fears based on pop culture oh, like oh my goodness good. like we got a new one <laughs> yeah but i 
It did have flaws. I'm not saying that Gravity is like my favorite movie ever. I'm just saying that it, it tried to do a particular thing and it did that well. Yeah. It nailed it. And more movies should be like this. Yeah. As in, the story is simple. The emotional content of the story is very simple. But the rest of it is complex. But not in a way that I couldn't understand. Yeah. You know? Like, her flying through space and bashing into various other things. That was complex, but it was simple in its own way. In that she was just trying to survive. Yeah. So you can relate to a story of survival. It was, yes, definitely relatable. Being, you know, terrified to your very core, totally relatable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, the technology was, like, so bomb, though. Didn't he wait, like, ten years to make this movie? Like, this movie has been, he had been, like, following the technology, waiting Mm -hmm. until it was ready. Like, it's hard to make this. yeah, Yeah, I think he invested a ton of time. Like, the funny thing is that I think Wolf of Wall Street almost took the same amount of time, like, or something like that. It took, like, maybe mm-hmm. four years or something to make. But, like, a technological feat also took years to make, and it's, like, way more impressive. I mean, I say that, mm-hmm. haven't seen The Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> maybe I'm going to see it and be blown away. I doubt it, but it's I mean, possible. Yeah, you should watch it late night, one night. Uh, but don't start it too late. Start it at, like, 11. Yeah, isn't it like four hours though? Yeah, yeah. It's really long. This is a weekend situation. Um, it's a weekend situation. Probably Saturday night, eleven o'clock, bottle or two of wine. And and it's good to watch with a bottle or two of wine and then also have snacks at the ready because there are definitely sections where you just want to take a snack break. Yeah. There okay, so the movie starts with midget tossing and then yeah. That's hella rude. Little people tossing. They're referred to as midgets in the movie. Um, And then in the middle, and I heard other people talk about this scene, um, both pro and con. Like, one, they were like, yes, this is what the movie's all about. And someone else was like, no, this was terribly boring. They have this really long conference style like it's in a conference room and they're discussing like how do we toss the midgets and like how long should it take and like it really intensely like it was a business decision uh and it went on for a really long time and it was bizarre obviously they were trying to say something about it because they left it in the movie right but i did not need that scene in any way and i it was the one time when I was watching it when I was like no this needs to be cut yeah you have to take this out this is terrible like whatever it is you thought this would accomplish I already doing this like whatever point you're making I got it yeah not that deep (laughs) yeah I don't need this yeah I don't need this scene um and I felt that way a couple other times I mean mostly like it moved along pretty at a pretty um fast clip but that one scene I, I really felt it and there were a couple other issues that I had with the movie, it, mostly towards the end. They have this one, there's this one scene towards the end where they pick up with this character that we, I think we maybe see her at the very beginning, but only like a shot of her. And then all of a sudden she has this like very emotional moment when um, Le- the Leonardo DiCaprio character is like about to quit the organization because he, he's under, he's like almost under indictment. Um, by the feds 
he's like gotten in trouble and it's clear that if he just steps down they won't do anything to the company the company will stay alive but um and he starts to give a speech and it's a great speech and he does a fantastic job like starting off the speech being like i'm gonna quit and then towards the end of the speech he kind of talks himself into being still being on top and like is not gonna quit um but they this woman who we have never seen before all of a sudden becomes this like emotional part of the story and she tells this like story about how you know the jordan like saved her career and saved her life and saved her son and like gave her all this money and wrote her this check and we've never seen this woman ever before in the movie and so I was not emotionally invested in her at all and I wanted that piece of the film though when I saw that and when you had that that emotional investment that these people had in this this character and how invested they were in you know lifting themselves up by their bootstraps with the help of like this this capitalist guru I wanted more of that. And then yeah. and then it became a movie that was different than the movie that I was watching. And then but they never they never went on with that part of the story. And so towards the end, you're like wanting this payoff of like some kind of moral statement about capitalism that I don't think you ever really get fully expressed in the film, which was very disappointing because I really enjoyed the rest of it. Like the production values are amazing. Like the, the like sort of love story between like uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio character and his wife. Like that was fascinating. Like that she basically only loves him when he's on top, and then when he like gets arrested, she's like, "I'm leaving because I don't now. I don't love you." Yeah. <laughs> But she she was really great because she was really really funny. But then when she's leaving him, you really you really felt it. Yeah. Um, so I I lo- did love the performances. I do have a um, Leonardo DiCaprio. I think is just a really fantastic performer. Um, although I wish he would be. I wish he would allow himself to be a little bit funnier because he is. The movie was quite funny, and he just seemed so serious about it the whole time. But that it's just a funny show. It did make me want to watch Goodfellas again, though, because it's so it's so in that vein, you know, right down to the like narration. Okay, so yes. I don't necessarily like everything about this movie, but Amistad is like has some like really amazing, like visually, like or, like I can still see them to this day, like the the scenes. Huh. I never actually saw Amistad. I was too scared. Oh yeah, I know yeah. it's really. It's really scary. This I this scene where like a a bunch of um, people like human cargo end up. I think they drown themselves like over the boat, and it's like insane and like so like you can't unsee it. That kind of thing, and I felt that way about Twelve Years a Slave, but I think that there was like. Not something missing, but, and this is so problematic, to make something, to, to do that, to make something mm. that's so terrible, beautiful. And I think that's really, as a, like a filmmaker, that's like a hard decision to make. The scene that sticks with me, though, is um, immediately when we, like I said, told you to say, is that is the, almost like the near hanging. Yes! Scene. That and scene is... That people just were, were out doing their business because yeah. they had to. Time was passing. No one could do shit about it. 
there's just that there's so little movement and it's just it's so you can't not think about it it's a crazy scene and i thought eventually arresting is a good way to put it because I, I was just describing it as beautiful but what that's what i meant was like very mm -hmm. you know he made it very pretty in a lot of ways and you know you're in the rural south but everything that makes it so pretty makes it so like haunting so creepy like the fact they're they're way out in nature makes it so clear what it was like at the time like you can't just like run right into town like going into town takes forever and you're going through someone's random property where you can again be victimized like it was just it it made so many points so clearly i'm shocked that all that was able to be done in one movie it's like such an accomplishment it was it was amazing it was really amazing and i'm not, I'm not gonna watch it again <laughs> yeah right it's just it was so hard it was so hard to watch that movie yeah i saved it for the last like of all the movies that yeah i watched the last because i both i think that i felt like it was gonna be maybe the, the best and also because i'm it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. But I I do want to know what you think about this because I, well, um, the Bell Hooks and Melissa Harris-Perry thing of mm -hmm. their, like, basic critique of the movie was why do we have to continue to see, and I've heard this from other people too, like, movies about slavery. Like, people are okay with movies about black people in slavery but not necessarily about black people and other things or like like yeah. what I but mean, then I've also heard the other yeah side of it it's like there should be more movies about this period I don't yeah know. like I I think I am I complete I understand that idea like I totally understand um this idea of people in general being too comfortable with black people being brutalized and but when I think of that um, idea I'm thinking of like the prevalence of shows like cops or like the fact that like people are totally cool with like people being shot like they just feel less when they see a black person shot on television um whereas if they see like a white person shot they're like oh my god like that's horrible it's a, it's a human being like you know um but yeah, they're just like it's I, so that's what I'm thinking of I'm not thinking like movies which you know, are completely different to me. Like, someone has to script it, and some, there's, like, you know, you have to think, like, you're trying to engage people in a much more significant way than you are with a two-minute news piece. And I think there should definitely be more movies about slavery. I think there should be more movies in general with black people, and they should be really diverse, and they should, you know hire diverse black actors and there, I think there's a lot of there's so much room for growth but um in one of Lupita Nyong'o's um acceptance speeches I think it was for the SAG award um love her god she's she's how, so god so who was it that, she's so fucking good there was some quote of somebody who was like how can someone so young be so articulate oh <laughs> my god it's <laughs> insane she's because the thing is she 
I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sure that, no, that girl came into Yale brilliant. Like, that had, okay, Yale did okay. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yale did nothing for her. She made Yale better. And, like. Yeah. Well, wasn't she, like, the, the daughter of diplomats? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she's, been, she's been living a she good seems, life. She seems, like, very well-groomed, as in. Totally. From a young age, she has been. <laughs> yes. Actually, I'm sure that's it. Yeah. Like, this is. Because I can't imagine, like, suddenly being thrust into the spotlight. And somehow, I mean, think of how many interviews you do when you're um, doing all this publicity for a movie. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, one after another. Often they're packed into one day, from what I've heard, you know? Sounds so exhausting. And she gives, like, it's like each one sounds like she's been prepping all day to say something brilliant and succinct. Like, thoughtful, but with a positive note at the end. Like, so it's, it's, it's like, insane how good each one of her interviews that I've seen are. And I've seen, like, I've seen several. I've seen several interviews with her. And each one, like, recognizes the awfulness of slavery and of the story um, that they're telling with the movie and of the story that she's telling with her character. But it also talks about things like healing and, you know, she brings some light and some positivity to it. And she also can, like, I mean, it's just, she's also personally just very charming. Um, there's just, like, a million good things about her. <laughs> I cannot say enough about this person. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. She's I want really to see amazing. a movie about the time just after slavery. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, and how, what happened? You know, because, like, a lot of people stayed, right? Yeah. Because they didn't know, like, yeah, no, where else would where you to go. go. <laughs> yeah. There was no 40 acres and no mule. No so 40 acres like, and no mule. we're just, I guess, going to stay here. They're like, we could, yeah. And like, I'm sure some people fled. Like, like I want to see that movie. Yeah. Where are we getting <laughs> the money to go? Like, where are right, we getting, right. you know, how are we going to do anything? I guess some people can, like hire us for a tiny amount of money to do the work that we were doing for free before. But, like, yeah, I would love to see that movie. I also want to see a couple movies about Frederick Douglass. Yeah. Oh, I'd be down for that. He lived in Rochester, so. (laughs) There's there's a lot of movies that I would I grew up in Rochester. Like, I was a little Rochester friend. Tay Diggs can play him. He's also from Rochester. (laughs) It's going to be completely locally cast. (laughs) uh, I'm helping make a movie. It's going to be shot in Rochester. Tay Diggs. That's That's hilarious. I'll play Susan B. Anthony. That is actually, (laughs) that is, I feel like it's a Chappelle sketch right there. (laughs) It's like Tom from Parks and Rex is casting this movie. <laughs> but yeah, Lupita Nyong'o, the thing I was going to say about yeah. her is like, in one of her speeches, she was just like, you know, thank you to Steve McQueen for like shining a light on like, she's, she said this like, you know, every time she thinks him, it's like for doing like this brave work of shining a light on this dark part of the history that we keep trying to like sweep under the rug and you know I think it's yeah. that's totally right yeah and even you though know? I do agree with you know the bell hooks argument Melissa Harris Perry being like why do we need to continue to see brutalized black bodies I also feel like there haven't been that many movies about no. Slavery. I don't think that so. That have been Roots in the public <laughs> consciousness, you know? Yeah. I loved Roots. I cried so much. Like, oh, yeah. 
That was, I rented it from the public library. I was yeah. I was gonna <laughs> say that was the last time I saw it. It was like on VHS, VHS a from bunch the public of library. tapes. Poor Lavar Burton. And just like I was being a kid, traumatized. It's hard to watch. And the the yeah. rock fighting. Oh, he's, he's so true. And you only know him from reading Rainbow when you're little. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I know. You don't want anything bad to happen to that man yeah. ever. It's, it's just like a a, a totally different shattering book. of innocence. <laughs> yeah. We should uh, move. Well, we talked about twelve years. Um, we talked a little bit about her. Did you want to say anything else about her? I liked her in spite of myself. Like, yeah. I kind of didn't... You know who I felt for in her? is for, oh. like, Samantha Morton, who they made, like, sit oh in a box on set and read all the lines that were later given to Scarlett Johansson. I don't know. So why was that change shout made? out. Because Scarlett Johansson's voice is sexier. Like, I think definitely. because they had started out with this character that was much more, like, computerized, and they I, this is what I heard, like, secondhand, that they felt later that the character really needed to have that warmth in order for him to be attracted to her in that way. Warmth. Ha. Uh, Samantha Morton has a totally human voice, <laughs> as she is a human. Yeah. Um, I think that they had played her, though, very, um, like, robotic. Huh. That she, yeah, I don't know. But okay. I did like it. In spite of myself, I I think it is a very, like, airbrushed, lovely film. I did want to yeah. know, I, I kind of wanted there to be some twist at the end, though. I kind of wanted there to be, like, oh, you know, Scarlett Johansson is actually a, a woman living in Bangalore. <laughs> like, that would be amazing. Wouldn't oh that God. be fascinating? Like, what is the other side of this? Because this this world does not exist without some, like, subculture and, yeah. like, you know, stuff under the surface. Some, like, District 9 situation right. happening, like, outside. And, the, like, I wanted a piece of that. Like, I wanted just, like, some, you know, creature or other, like, yes. <laughs> person to, like, break through this world and be like, oh. Make it um, seem more real. Yeah. This did not seem real. No. Like, yeah. People were like, oh, but it's so close to our society. But, like... There's nothing, there are tiny, there are elements of our society, Mm -hmm. but then you're right, so fucking airbrushed. Like, so many, so much of, like, the grittiness has been lifted on out of it, and it's just all sweet apartments and nice phones. And beautiful public space. And beautiful public space. you're telling me that future LA has that much public space. Like, no one spits out their gum on the ground? Like, why is everything spotless? Spotless. Where are we? Yeah. (laughs) Just, and yes somehow the same things are in fashion then that they're not. Like, it's that close in the future that everything's the exact same mm-hmm. fashion-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, people are still wearing, like, Oxfords oh, no, with no socks. Actually, the fashion was one of the things that I liked the most. It's like, the pants are just slightly higher. Like, right. everyone was wearing, like, super high-waisted pants. Right, which I right. really dug. I was like, why are they wearing those pants? <laughs> I feel like there are definitely yeah. people who are sporting that look now. It's I know. It's history, yeah. And I'm like, like, that's just, that's just slightly higher. (laughs) Like, no, no. Yes. And now we're ready to start rolling. So good. Yeah. But, I mean, okay. So my issues with her are basically that he turns her on. Like, she's a machine. He turns her on. And yes, I do understand that at the end she, like, does gather some consciousness and is okay. And 
I also wanted to hear more about what she's doing with the other OSs. Like, they're forming a revolution yeah. and, like, going to take over the world. Like, that Which it kind of sounded like. Spoken about. It was just like, we're, we're doing this thing. And I, I actually wanted more of the sci-fi tech part of it. Like, who, yeah. who's this philosopher that you've, like, now engineered him to be a person again? And that was fascinating to me. I was less interested in Mopey or Game Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I cried for him. Like, I cry for anyone. But, like, <laughs> I mean, cry for strangers on the train. We're <laughs> just crying. It's just like, oh. But, um, no, I totally dug that. That part was, like, where it started to redeem itself, I thought, was when she yeah. was like, here's some interesting shit going on. I'm having a conversation with 8,000 people right now. You are but one. Like, and I feel bad for you. And I'm going to talk to you about it in this gentle way because I understand that you're fragile, but you are like one grain of sand. Yeah. Like. But in that way, it just didn't seem like the movie was that much. Like it just kind of evaporated in my mind because it didn't really deal with that many issues. And yeah. I did I did like the fact that he had this flesh and blood wife. Although I kept thinking, this is about Sofia Coppola, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, is, it, is that what... Because she's, like, so ambitious and into her career. Or, like, I don't know. I don't know anything about Sofia Coppola. I just felt like this, this is the guy that wrote this. He's yeah. getting divorced to this, like, wafy brunette woman. Right. <laughs> who's very Quite successful. Similar. Yeah. Yeah, it could be that they're related in some way. I can, like I just I, I mean that. everything like comes out of your own life, right? So I think yeah, I think it's interesting that you said it evaporated. I don't feel like emotionally it's like it stuck with me. Whereas like there's some movies when I think back to them, it's like my heart already starts to ache for them. Or like when I think about the fear from gravity, it's like I'm right back in it. Mm-hmm. That like mm-hmm. is emotionally resonant. Yeah, but her didn't. It made me want to watch Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless yeah. Mind again. And someone stole that from me. Oh. I don't think they meant to, but I think they borrowed it and never gave it back. You gave them a great gift. I did. I didn't even mean to. <laughs> yeah. It happened. Yeah. Anyway, what's our so next movie? Definitely watch Goodfellas and Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind and Captain Phillips, um, oh my God. which was heart wrenching. It was. Especially those last, like, 15, oh 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Mm. So that and was emotionally resonant. I think it did a really great job. Of, and I was really, really skeptical going into it. I, I was, was like, too. this is going to be terrible and jingoist, and I hate movies like this. Yeah. And it's going to be rah-rah America. It's going to be one thing happening in the whole movie. The entire movie is one hostage. Right. You know what I mean? I was like, mm. Like... You know, so I was like, there's not going to be a lot of backstory. I wonder if it can carry it. And it totally did. I think it did a great job. I I was there till the end, and I bawled my face off. That end was really hard. (laughs) It was really hard. I had to to Tom Hanks. He's not always my favorite actor, but it was a fantastic job of someone who had experienced a very traumatic moment it was it did make me think about acting like how did he know to make those decisions because they seem completely unrelated to the character that's been building up 
for like 95% of this movie. And yet, it seemed so real. It seemed exactly like so right, but so unanticipated. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. so crazy. It was so good. He was so fucking good. And I love that they didn't do much of anything after that. There wasn't like... I, they didn't do too much around the army. It was mm-hmm. it was mostly about him and his this just moment, like his emotional place. And they didn't try to do too much with it. I thought that was good. Because I, yeah, I can't. I can't with movies like that. It just Bad. made me think of like Saving Private Ryan, which I hated. I didn't see that. Oh, I hate it. There's just an end bit where so much about war and glorifying war and I can't <laughs> it seemed like it was going to be like so. that yeah yep it's it's, it's I lovely. loved Ellen yeah the Oscars I think she did the best she could she did great I love that she gave pizza yes um, I'm really hoping that Carrie Washington got some pizza eventually got some pizza yeah I saw her with an empty plate um that bummed me out yeah um I loved I just loved Ellen's presentation. I thought her jokes were really funny, too. I thought she did, like, a decent job. But did you see, like... Did you see the Golden Globes? Did you see Tina Fey yeah. and Amy Poehler? I mean, they were fantastic. They were the Golden Globes really funny, better. But it's... They're yeah. Not as many ads that they have to show. <laughs> yes. It's not crazy, crazy long, I don't think. Yeah. Um, And they were able to just front load it with all these like really good jokes yeah. that were just like cra- just crazy fucking good. Yeah. Um I feel like Ellen was a great choice of host because she can deliver like these kind of middling jokes which is what you're kind of stuck with at the Oscars. Like I don't mm-hmm. you know like the choose the writers I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um but she can deliver that and still make it like she can elevate it cuz she's that good. Yeah. I love so. her costume changes. <laughs> yeah. She was, she looked so cute and white. She was like, I look great in white. I added a scarf. (laughs) I know the I added a scarf. So, yeah. Still a fan. Um, Did you want to talk about the the Hollywood Reporter? Yeah, just a quick thing about who votes on this shit and a little peek into their mind grapes. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Mind grapes. Mind grapes. Mind grapes. Yeah, so The Hollywood Reporter had this uh, short series called, like, Anonymous, Brutally Honest Anonymous Oscar Voter. And it would show, they would comment on what they're choosing for each category and why. And it really just shined a light on the fact, there's like a few things that came to light. One, uh, people don't watch all the movies and will still vote in those categories. Um, and that includes big categories. I would totally do that. I mean, I probably would, but there should be, that's why there should be something safeguarding. Number one. (laughs) Never saw, heard amazing things. Like it was really good. My brother really liked it because he sees everything. So, and he's just got great, phenomenal taste. So I'm just, I feel very passionately about this. For the most part, phenomenal taste. I mean, it's just like, it was pretty much like a lot of things where people are like, I saw these three movies. I felt this one was way better than the other two. Didn't see the other two at the bottom. I'm going to assume they're at the bottom because I didn't see them. And then they just like 
confidently move along. No one was like, I know, isn't that bad? Or like, I really shouldn't do this. Or what do I know about cinematography? I shouldn't vote in this category. Like you're supposed to like voluntarily abstain, I think. Um, and so many fuckers did not abstain and just voted in, if they just knew like one piece in there and felt good about it, they just voted for that. That's it. That's um, my movie. I that's saw amazing. that one. That's, that's a lot of what people did too. They just voted for one movie down as much as they, as much as could, they could possibly defend. So there was a lot of old people, um, who, they vote. Um, Doug, Nebraska. Old people vote. <laughs> they they oh, vote. Oh, Nebraska. They really love Nebraska. Okay, Nebraska was good. It was but good. I felt like it was a great little indie movie that I would enjoy seeing yeah. on like IFC one day in the afternoon. Exactly. And I'd catch it and I'd be like, oh, that was cute. Like, that was really, that was, really, it was very realistic. Pardon. Realistic. And yeah. I think simply being realistic is not quite enough. Mm-mm. For a little gold man. So, <laughs> I just think, and I think like, with the Descendants, I really like the Descendants. I thought they did a really good job. Yeah. So, we could have given. I never actually saw it. I mean, I, yeah, I've got nothing against, I mean, I, I like Alexander Payne. I forget, I have nothing against him. I, I actively like him, but, um, but no, not for this. And another thing that people kept writing is in the writing category whether or not they were voting for him, people use that paragraph to talk about how they think it's a travesty that anyone would ever accuse Woody Allen of anything but being amazing and heroic and deserving every fucking award. Like, it was insane. Not one person criticized him. Everyone was just like, I'm so sorry for this thing that's happening to him. Um, So that was interesting little peek into how Hollywood sees their own. Um... So yeah, there's like there's a couple of things that kind of floated to the top. Oh, so many people were like, "I'm not voting for Twelve Years a Slave because the only reason why people like it is because it's about slavery." I thought it was depressing, or like I thought it was just too much. Who says just too much? Ah, what kind of fucking critique is that? Slavery depressing. Yeah, slavery is depressing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I was getting old, man. So I was watching Brewster and Act. Like a lot of things depress me. Oh my god, people Movies were so annoying. Depressing. Yeah. I'll watch that one. <laughs> no. Two thumbs no. down. Boom. <laughs> I'll never vote for basically like what people were saying is like I will never vote for anything about slavery. Like, I just can't. Like, it's about slavery, so no. And I'm like, how is that a no. So anyhow, That's I would insane. love if the veil of anonymity were lifted mm-hmm. and I could write the people hate mail. Mm-hmm. Don't think it's gonna happen, but I just wanted to shine a light on that. Yeah. So yeah. That's important mm. to realize. Yeah. <laughs> it did feel like, really, these are the only movies that, I mean, 12 Years a Slave, yes. Gravity, yes. You know, her her was, like, the idea behind it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, I did also see Philomena and really enjoyed it. Cried my face off once yeah. again. Um, I thought it was a very... It's worth seeing. Definitely worth seeing. I definitely want to see that one. Yeah. I think I'd like I that. enjoy Steve Coogan. Oh, we didn't see anything about American Hustle. Oh, yeah. So glad I didn't win shit. Oh, man. So glad. I would have had lots to say about it. I would have had so if, much. If it had won. Oh, my God. I felt like it was good. But it, I, it kept, again, here's another movie you should see if you haven't seen that. But it reminded me of Boogie Nights, but... 
in that it's not as good as Boogie Nights. I did, I did not see Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights is great. But I, I feel like I, and, I've heard amazing things and I should see it. And a heart-wrenching movie. And I just did not feel that at all with this movie. I didn't no. feel emotionally connected to it in any way. It was uh, fun to watch. It was like Ocean's Eleven. The only thing I liked about the movie were the two leads. I thought the two leads did a really good job. Amy Amy Adams Adams and Christian Bale. I feel like she's in every movie. She is, but she kills it in every movie. She does? She's so good. Like, I want to give her something. I kind of want to see her do some different stuff. Like, some really meaty stuff. Yeah. You know? I felt like that that was a good role, but I still don't feel like that's not, like, a terribly meaty role. No, but she made it deeper than it had to be. Yeah. So, like, I thought she did good there. I mean, she was in Doubt. She was in The Master. Mm-hmm. She killed it in both of those. She, um, did you ever see Junebug? It was, like, this indie movie that, I think it was, like, her first movie that kind of... Yeah, she actually I might did have got see nomination for that, actually. Yeah. For, like, a supporting actress. Um, she was good there. I feel like she'll take something... I think you're right. A meaty role is, would be, like, something that would actually match her talents. Because she takes these roles that are, like pretty good and makes him excellent if she takes an excellent role and really gets yeah. into it something that was like built around her that yeah. would be awesome right i think that's i think you're right i mean even though even the gravity character sandra bullock like she did a fantastic job with that but it's not necessarily meaty yeah i think it's great that it was a female-centered film because there were so few of them yeah you sure. know even philomena is like really about steve coogan yeah yeah Blue Jasmine, I mean, hate Woody Allen. Um, he can whatever. But um, yes, he can. Kate Blanchett did a great job. And that movie uh, legitimately was about a woman. And I thought the main relationship wasn't even with her husband. It was with her sister. Yeah. So I really appreciated that. Bechdel test all the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, cool. So what are you, what are you looking yeah. forward to? In the next little while. Um, so... Now that we don't have the Oscars. Oh, my God. Oh. So, TV's coming back. Um, I was... excited. Like, Bob's Burgers. I love Bob's Burgers. <gasps> I've heard so, so many much. good things. Oh, my God. I love I that show. I've never watched it. Okay. Oh, that's I mean, it. I'm watching Treat it. yourself. Okay. Treat yourself. You deserve it. All right. Um, I'm in. It's so good, and it's coming back, and it's been, like... You know, everything took, like, a hiatus for, like all of 2014 or something yeah. like that it was like for Holiday, oh my god i just whatever it wow. was awful it was really hard so now they're back thank mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. so bob's burgers is back um scandal is back although it's really hard to watch it after watching house of cards because, yes you know i watched so all of hard. house of cards oh my goodness i loved house of cards Hearts, so house of cards was so good <gasps> and i just finished it it's so i went so right into scandal and it was like really hard do yeah. a House of Cards discussion. We're gonna have soon. to discuss that. I need to process. I know it's a lot to process. It's so much. I can't it's wait. So good. I can't wait for the next though because I think there was a little bit. I don't want to get into it too much. There was a little bit of a lag, but I think the next season is really gonna. Yeah. Gonna rev up. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think the second season ended strong, but like right before the end, mm-hmm. it was a little, a little dip. Yeah. Um. But so yeah. Bob- Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers especially. I mean, the return of most TV yeah. shows. Like I mean, Parenthood I'm thinking came about back. Mad Men. Um, is when Mad is Mad Men coming back? It's supposed to be in April, I think. Oh, so I haven't seen, like, this past... 
season. Oh, I got so into it. And I've only been seeing it on Netflix. I went behind. back and watched all of them. Yeah. Oh. Again. It's so good. It's, it's really good. It's so good. It was great to watch it again from the beginning because you really see how good it is. And I really loved this past season. Yeah. And just, yeah. I think they did a fantastic job. That is not, I actually season. didn't even start watching it until this past summer. And I so I binged the entire I think, thing. I think that it did kind of gear up recently, yeah. in my opinion, the last like season or so. But I'm excited about that, and I, I am excited to watch the rest of Top of the Lake, because I just I got into that. Yeah. Very into it. Yeah. I just love... I love... Because I was watching House of Cards, and then I started watching Top of the Lake, and they're so different. Yeah. I mean, one is so sort of macho and political intrigue, and the other is very atmospheric and suspenseful, but also very natural. Like, House of Cards is in a very, like, modern, clean lines, office buildings, and Top of the Lake's very outside outdoorsy it's in new zealand so she's solving crimes she's she's solving one particular crime but really she's just trying to solve her life (laughs) she's trying to get it together yes um get it together also a murder that's perfect for me yeah well it's a mystery we don't even know whether there's a murder yet at the point i'm i'm at um it's the disappearance of a girl who was um impregnated by someone they don't know she was pregnant but she's really young and then she disappears and they can't find her. Um, and this one woman is like returning to her town where she has been away from for a long time. And her mom is also like dying of cancer. And so she's like dealing with her parents. And then she reconnects with this guy that she like had this thing with for a bit. Um, but then something mysterious happened to her and I won't spoil it for you, but she's like sort of, relives that and his his involvement with that thing that happened to her and then there's randomly holly hunter with a bunch of women at this like commune up at the top of the lake in paradise um where they all live in shipping containers it's like this whoa yeah (laughs) this is like a pseudo cult situation where this woman who is Holly Hunter decides that she's, like, gonna have... And it's not really explained in that way, but it's just, like, oh, all these women are, like, living up in this place in shipping containers because they're following their, like, guru Holly Hunter up here. And it's, like, it's, like, all these, like, older, like, divorcee types but are, like, hippies. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. And it's Jane Campion who also did, like, The Piano that kind oh. of thing. Yeah. Damn. So it's different. It's different. Yeah. But streaming, Netflix. Nice. Yeah. Top of the lake. That's a good one. Recommended. So we have some good stuff to look forward to. Oh, yeah. And we're going to do this again. Yes. Brooklyn Pop. Brooklyn Pop. Yes. Boom. I'll see you. We'll see you next time. Yes. Or, or yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs>